right down to the field. Phil Davis leaving out. Rousing reception. Ladies and gentlemen, the giant appetite for flag glory in 2020. This is Never Surrender by the Squinners. I'm Needles, your host. We've got Sparrow. He's coming in. He's just gone to the game, which is really, really good. This is the 18th episode. And what I would like to announce extremely proudly and gratefully, this is something that we're really, really happy about, obviously. It's kind of, it's probably the biggest thing that happened yesterday was that the Never Surrender podcast tipped over 10,000 downloads, which obviously is now 3 trillion listens, Project Mobilization 10,000, 10,149 downloads as of yesterday. So that is fabulous. So congratulations, everyone. Thanks very much. We've really enjoyed most of the time putting this together uh, and getting it out. And we're pretty glad that there's, you know, there's at least 10,149 people around the world who are interested enough in downloading it. I'm assuming they're all separate downloads and everyone's picking their own episode. Another good thing to mention is that, um, obviously, as I mentioned before, I couldn't go down to the grand final yesterday. In fact, I gave up a member's ticket in the MCC not to go down to the grand final because, one, I don't want the Giants to do any worse if I'm watching, and two, uh, the really young bloke who was going for the pre-selection, he had his pre the final vote of his pre-selection yesterday, and he absolutely fucking smashed it. It was basically as if the Giants of 2014 had turned into the Giants of 2016 and then gone on to win the grand final. That's how much he won his pre-selection by. And he spent. I spent all afternoon drinking the orange beer that I bought to drink for a GF win. Uh, well done, instead, man. I was drinking about the pre-selection. So here's to that guy. He's done really well. Sparrow, mate, you were at the grand final? Yes, I was. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks very much. Never surrender. Never surrender. talk about it to give you some idea of how difficult this is 
when I pitched the fact of doing a Saturday night Never Surrender post-grand final podcast, I had six squinters teed up, ready to go. I was overrun for choice about how many of our mates wanted to talk. And now Sunday I couldn't get, I couldn't get in. There's only one man standing. <laughs> there's only one man standing. standing Sparrow. Uh, Sparrow, look, we're not going to talk about it very long. Arrigo Sarchi, the great Italian coach, said, football is unimportant, but of all the unimportant things, it is the most important. You are the only squinter who could bear it this evening. You yeah. you went down to Melbourne very early on. You sent us a lot of photos from sort of Thursday or Friday. Talk uh, to me. Friday I'm assuming... Morning. Instead of yeah, whisking a carafe of overproof rum beside you? Yep. Uh, a large carafe. Old. Give me, um, so give we me the bill out all the way up to Jez's first goal. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. So we, we got down there um, first thing Friday, went to the um, the training run. Um, saw the guys there, that was that was great. Saw the MCG positive for the first vibes. Time. A lot of positive vibes. Um Met Stormy's brother, a few of the family members. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and you're six foot seven. And how tall is he? Yeah, he's probably three foot, a bit <laughs> like Stormy. And uh, they were, they were not, oh yeah, the march. The march was a bit weird. I'm not sure why there's a public holiday for it, but they seem to love it. I saw the uh, who's the president? Not Dave. They Matthews. go for it. The Vicks. They've got a public oh, holiday they love for the Melbourne Cup as well. Yeah. Tony Cochran, I think. I saw him down there. And but a good very good sprinkling of uh, orange amongst the crowd. I was I was quite surprised actually. The the amount of the amount of giant support down there. So yeah, we did that and then um, the day of the event, huge crowd forming up. We'll just call it about the event, will we? <laughs> the event, yeah, the uh, the, the event. event. Um, so a massive crowd forming up at the, I think it's a government building opposite the Imperial Hotel, led by Shiloh, the uh, the man in the green green headband, our fearless leader, leading the chant. And uh, yeah, we took over the the street as we walked down, and uh, the army was was all chanting, up in spirits. Vibes were good. We got to the ground and <laughs> quickly diluted. So our uh, our strength in numbers soon. Soon wasn't there, but um, there was yeah was some solid bays of orange like behind the goals. You would have seen that, and then a few more bays around around the yeah. ground. But and otherwise, that, yeah, it was, it was 90, unbelievable. Ninety thousand. Yeah, I reckon there was there was maybe I don't know what they said on the TV. What they say for numbers or for the giant support? I don't know. I was going to ask you. Did they give the crowd size? Yeah, I reckon there was at least ten to fifteen thousand giants. Bravo. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, at least ten thousand because they're the squinters' listeners. Exactly. Well, besides you, but you're not technically a listener. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a producer. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, was that your first GF? Was that the first? Yeah, first GF. Oh, and most pe- most people I met, like most Giants people I met, that was their first time, and people had come from everywhere. A bloke from Moree, a bloke from Perth. Young Maddie, Fuck. who had brought the <laughs> exclusive AFL match day experience ticket, whatever that is, but it was in a very beautiful box, which included breakfast, a tour of the MCG, um, seeing the boys run out in the rooms. So he had splurged. <laughs> he had absolutely splurged. Did, did Maddie want to sponsor us? 
<laughs> I don't think Maddie has any money to do anything for a very long time. Left. Oh, right. mate, he's he's got a he's got a credit card to pay off. <laughs> um, but he was enjoying it. He was gutted afterwards, as as a lot of people were. Um, so yeah, from Perth, from um, Padstow in Sydney, from Newport. I met a guy from Newport in Sydney. Oh, there was uh, people from everywhere. People from Toowoomba. So mate, that, the the support is, is very widespread, and obviously Canberra and Sydney. Did you chat to anyone from a bus? Um, I didn't meet anyone who caught the bus down. I mean, they had to probably leave early, so we kicked onto the Coopers, which is like the Melbourne Giants pub down right. there, which was heaving. Yeah, Thursday yep, yep, night. Yep. Uh, sorry, Friday shout night. Out. Shout out was... to the Coopers and the Melbourne Giants. Yeah, no, they're big listen, big listeners. That pub was heaving Friday night, and you might have seen some things on social media on the um on the fan chat. What a oh, that's right. Sheedy was there. Kevin was there having a punt and a red wine on Friday. He was pulling beers, wasn't he? Oh, I didn't see him pull beers, but he was he was having a punt as he usually does. And um, everyone would, you know, wanted selfies with him. He said, right, I pup. Everyone drinks down over in the corner. We're doing one big selfie, everyone together. Here's my phone. Take it to the bar staff. Got everyone together, huge big selfie, and then led the, uh, led the song a couple of times. And uh, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, it was what a hero. Unreal. And then, you know, the, the song kicked on throughout the night. Um, so it's probably it was probably a bigger night on Friday night at the pub than um, than Saturday. But well, yeah, it was a it's a it's a really good Friday spot night for any, the expect um, yeah, there was expectation. There was a lot of expectation. And yeah, for anyone that uh, any Giants fans down in Melbourne, highly recommend the Coopers and just so happens that this podcast is looking for a sponsor. So um Coopers in. It is very much so, yeah. There's a chance. There's your chance. Anyway, so we're back in the MCG. It's filling up. There's there's 15,000 Twitter fans, Never Surrender listeners. Yeah, and first quarter, oh, sorry, the the fucking anthem was the worst rendition I've ever heard. I don't know if that came through on the TV, but there we were we were waiting, waiting for the song. Each line was just drawn out so badly, um, but we yeah it's it was a shit song. But if it's done poorly, oh, it's a great it's, song. It's a nightmare. Did you see the Wallabies yeah. just singing it with gusto and before or after they lost to Wales? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna uh, say that's how you do a comeback, but it didn't quite work. <laughs> we got into the uh, we got into the game in terms of it starting good build up. We had we had Johnny Williamson there. We had uh, Paul Kelly. Paul Kelly, uh, 
Up there, Kazali, Tony's Yeah, guy. that one, that one, that uh, Dean Lewis, which was a bit lame. But yeah, massive build up. Uh, we start, we start pretty well. Get the first goal. It's a good wrestle. Like that, that goal didn't come to what maybe was it more than ten minutes? Felt like ages. They and, scored a couple um, of early points. We did as well, and then Jezza roosted it. Yeah, Jez had a great, great nudge. And then that I think they got we a couple of rulings went against us late in the quarter, which sort of hurt, and they got that 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 goal on the buzzer. So basically, after those after those first two goals in the in the second quarter. Like I was, I was shaking with nervousness in that first quarter. It was so intense, and I couldn't have done a whole game yeah. of it. So after those first two goals, I was like, "Oh fuck this! I'm just going to enjoy this," because we had we had the Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the Giants are behind, and what do the Giants not do very well? Opposed to every other team in the finals, come from behind. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're good. Where Richmond came from behind against Geelong and Brisbane. Yep, Collingwood came from behind against the Giants. Yeah, we got to learn to the do Giants that. never came from behind. They got to the front and held on. We did it really well against Geelong this year. Once we've got to get, we've got to get better at that. Himmelberg missed um, that goal as well early in the first quarter. In second quarter, it wasn't a difficult shot. That would have helped. Who, who, who did Himmelberg? Yes. Vague he might have, might have been at the other yes. side of the oval. Anyway, he missed a goal. That was the first shot. I mean, they missed a few too. I think, yeah, there's there's, there's a few misses, a few nerves happening. Um, but, fuck, we just did not turn up. I mean, their pressure. So, I mean, yeah, what, well, let's, what, let's what has been so good from, from, from our end has been that manic pressure. And it just felt like they were getting their pressure going really well. And then a few things went against us and... All of a sudden, the fucking floodgates were open. So far um, open. So I, what I'm going to do, obviously, and I'd like to make an official apology because I did watch the first half, um, and that <laughs> yeah. might have had something to do with it. I, I gave up that ticket, and I, I apologise. As you said, I should have been in the cupboard, despite the fact that there was a fucking pre-selection going on. You need to read the signs. The universe knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the universe like, but the lie. doc, he, he sent me a text halfway through the second quarter going, the GWS forwards are like a softcore porn movie. They have no penetration. Uh, and then on, as I was driving home uh, to a couple of, I, obviously I didn't look at my phone, I only looked at them when I got back, a couple of hashtags, hashtag rarely surrender or hashtag only surrender if the other team is playing real good. Because <laughs> 100, 100 and something points to 25 feels a bit like a surrender. Yeah, and it was, yeah, we were not following our motto at all. It was... Um, Fuck. We've got to, I mean, how do you want to unpack a, this? A because there's, of, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of layers. There is a lot of layers. Well, what I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll read out um, yes. uh, Growlers and Coco's reviews. Yeah, I think that's good. And you put us, you gave us one as well in the morning, didn't you? That's not a review. That's the that's the script they're supposed to uh, oh, that was... follow, which they, which they didn't read. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll put that at the end of this pod just for so everyone can yeah. imagine what could have been. <laughs> what could have um, been. That'll be lovely. Yes. Okay, so yes. So this is this is Growler. Sorry, Needles, I can't do tonight anymore. <laughs> Wank. Uh, my take on yesterday below. 
We were completely outpressured, outrun, outskilled, outtackled, outcoached, outinjury managed across the board. Growler was at the game, by the way, and he's, he's left us a couple of voice messages which will play, full of hope and a bit of nerves. Uh, Davis should not have played. Although I don't think it made a difference to the result, he should have, or someone else should have done it for him, Leon, called it early Saturday. I think it was poorly managed all week. By saying he was fine, they almost had to play him. For me, it's the first time I've questioned his leadership. Maybe it's the tipping point to hand it to Coggs, who made the team decision when it needed to be made. Question mark. I also have to give Leon credit. He's got some balls to continue to stick with plan A when they're down by 10 goals in a grand final. <laughs> Davis should have gone forward to try to apply pressure, which was also non-existent, by the way, or off earlier. We made the change on Rewalt too late. Not sure who incicated the loose man behind play, but Desi Haynes, although he was fantastic, was predominantly defensive, while Basher and co. were running right across their half-back half and up the ground. We needed to change that structure early and man up on their backs to negate their run. No one was on Hooley all day. Also, if we were going to win, DeBoer had to be effective, and unfortunately he wasn't. However, none of the above in its own right would have changed the outcome. Richmond were just way too good at football yesterday. Yeah, uh, and cool. this is this is Coco's Coco's take. Davis and Whitfield both played injured, and it didn't work. Backline backline matchups were wrong. I think as Davis was injured. Also, Taylor has played as a key defender and core a role player, but they switched so that they both had unfamiliar roles in the grand final. What the fuck? Try to control possession too much and ended up moving too slow. Could have been as this could have been um, because Richmond had great pressure. Josh Kelly went missing and we needed him badly. Should have been the leader in the mids. I think we should let him go at the end of next year <gasps> unless he can reinvent himself as a halfback, halfback flank or wing. That is cool. fucking enormous, cool. but there you go. Calls. <laughs> Toby can't get a fair game. The umps retaliate first and blow the whistle as soon as he gets near it. Loved his fend on Dusty. Also has got tackled high three to four times in the finals with no freeze. Few decisions went against us early that really cost us. Soldo uh, should have been done for incorrect disposal. The free kick against Phil Davis. Pickett's incorrect disposal. Yep. That all led to their second, third, and fourth goals. Also, the yeah, two off-the-ball free kick reversals. Uh, two off-the-ball free kick reversals hurt us. Richmond pumped us, but this makes it hard, especially early on in low-scoring game. Glad Tomo was out the door. Glad Jacobs is in the door. Glad Heater is playing on. Taranto, fresh off his follicle surgery, was awesome. Desi Haynes, awesome. Peter, awesome. Green, Williams, Taylor, Harry Himmelberg were good. Hopper, Stormy, Jezzer, okay. Dorsal, Mummy, Core, Lloyd, Kennedy, Whitfield, Kelly, Davis, ordinary. Badge. That is, that's um, fresh off a loss. You can feel it. There's a lot, a lot of big calls is, in that. Yeah. A lot of big calls. Not a, well, I don't know about Josh Kelly letting him go. <laughs> Actually thought Taylor did pretty well. <laughs> thought he had a good game. Um, but yeah, fuck Toby. Yeah, he couldn't get he couldn't get um, anything going his way. And yeah, totally the, the, a couple Davis, of those decisions. Yeah, the, the Phil Davis playing injured is is interesting because he was obviously injured and I mean he got through the whole game, but he wasn't really up to it. And so often you see yeah. that narrative of will the team play the player and generally it doesn't work. Like I've played in grand finals where someone's been injured and they've been a really good player and you take, you bite the bullet and they play and yeah. three quarters of the time it doesn't work. But when it does work, like yeah, Jerry McGovern last year, when it does work, yeah. coaches see that and you justify the risk, particularly if it's a weapon player. But yeah. Rewalt takes three goals on Phil Davis in the 
in the second quarter, obviously from those yeah. three kicks, but that's all she wrote. Yeah, Guys and can't I chase think, bang. Yeah, I think leadership too. Like, um, I would have been pretty nervous as Leon not putting the captain in. I mean, I don't know how 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 big that the big that is really, but um, losing your captain, losing your your key back. Um, but I don't know. He, he backed him in, and yeah, it was ultimately Phil's yeah, exactly. call, obviously. And I mean, you hope as a coach, you hope. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure, and like, I Phil Davis would have been hoping as well. Yeah, totally. But I don't think Keith and McGovern for, was hoping, and it paid off. Yeah, Keith Keith coming in for Davis, I don't think would have would have saved us. No, no. Uh, Thirteen more goals might have helped. <laughs> oh man! So I mean, there's been a big. Sit, you're just going to sit back and enjoy it. Think of England, but did you did you enjoy it despite all that? I mean, what more? Oh what can yeah, we unpack? it was a it was a terrible. Did they choke? Were they nervous, or were we just far nowhere near uh, good enough? Playing on yeah, Richmond's I, I crowd, raise that, of Richmond's crowd. Yeah, I raised that question during the game. Is it um, for, you know, is it nerves? Stage fright, or is it um, just just their pressure was just too good? And someone had said, "Yeah, it's both." You know, like we we obviously it's our first time there. Um, you could see in the parade, like Tobes was out of his skin. He was just, you know, so I don't know if he would have fucking slept on <laughs> Friday night. They might have had to tranquilise him because he was just so excited. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, it's their first time there. They're gonna they're gonna be nervous as all buggery, and they 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 didn't. I mean, they did start okay, but um, those nerves would have been there. And once the momentum was going Richmond's way, they couldn't they couldn't wrestle it back. And uh, but yeah, I think I think stage fright and um, their pressure was just so good. They played really fucking well. Richmond. The phrase and Dusty stepped up massively. The, the phrase like they're big, big yeah. game players. But four goals, up. fuck yeah. And Rewalt. Uh, the phrase "game Tom on our Lynch. terms." It, it did look like we had it on our terms for a while in the first quarter. Like for for a fair bit of the first quarter, mm. we were running most of the game. Certainly not the last thirty seconds of the first five minutes, but otherwise. And in the first five minutes, even of the second quarter. Yep. You know, if you read the momentum, I felt like it was there. And then, fuck, when it went, it went. Yeah, big time. And I'm I'm really, really happy about Marley and Pickett's story, but I just wish he'd been playing for us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, happy for him. But, yeah. But, yeah, sitting back watching it, it was amazing. It was really incredible. Like I said, we had had the Richmond uh, main batch of them right next to us, and it was just heaving. Heaving. I went for a piss at half time, deliberately in there, right in their tunnies where they all were. And I was getting thrown around like a pinball coming out. I was just like, go the Giants. <laughs> and I was just getting thrown from one bloke to the other. <laughs> just, it was an experience. It was amazing. Because you're not the littlest bloke either. You're not particularly. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm a big pinball. Um, yeah, fucking <laughs> hope. But, I, yeah, it was... Yeah, and awesome. so what was the second was half so like? We just, was it just watching the proverbial slow-motion car crash? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, there was nothing good from us um, and everything 
going their way. They, they yeah. Who, just, who, who, who was our best? Oh, what in this, oh, the whole game or, or second half? Yeah. Or just it? Oh, um, I, I thought, um, I thought Taranto was pretty good. Um, Zachy Williams. Coco made a good crack about Taranto's hairline, which I respected. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. He'd been at the barber. Uh, yeah, very tightly. <laughs> Torano, Williams, um, probably the dorsal knot. He did not perform at oh all. Oh, my God. He'll need One some time. One disposal, eight. He'll need some time to get over that. Eight points. Shit. And, and Toby was da- looked dangerous. He just, it, it just didn't quite click, you know. Didn't quite go his way. Um. But, oh, there's probably others, but didn't really stand out, put it that way. The thing that shits me, okay, so I don't care. Siren goes, party time in Punt Road, good for him, grand old Mm. tiger, yellow and black. What what happens then? 2019 Uh. grand final, crack box and buried. Uh, We didn't hang around for the, oh, you saw the presentation. And that was cute. The kids loved the the um, confetti. They they all played in the confetti when yep. the um, after the presentation. Um, Dusty's speech was short and sweet. Uh, and then yeah, Jack and uh, I think Dusty got on the fence near us and were partying with the with the fans. And we then streamed out Thanks. with the deflated giants supporters yep. and, and headed to off where? Up to, to a pub. To Cooper's Inn. Was it? Was it? Yeah, the Cooper's Inn again. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Actually, on tap at the Coopers Inn is a beer called uh beer called some link to the Giants. What was it? Whatever it Not was, you had a lot of it. Of it. Yeah, yes. Fuck, I can't think of a name. We'll just call it Never Surrender Ale. Yeah, perfect. Love it. Um, stand tall. Sparrow texted me after the pod. The beer at the Cooper's Inn is the big, big sound. Well, is there PTSD, do you think? Because um, you, you nah, really invested. From from us as fans or from the players? No, yeah, no, from, from the fans. Me. I mean, the players, me people, footy losers, you lose. If if you didn't lose, if yeah. there wasn't a loser, there'd be no point winning. Yeah, no, oh, actually, everyone I've met is has said... It was amazing and, you know, fuck, just to get there was really good and uh, we'll be back hopefully again next year. So, I mean, there was a couple yeah, of little kids Every fucking team is saying airport. that, including the team that wins it. That's what shits me and it must shit you as a player. I mean, because it's fucking pointless, right? There's no point. It's a goddamn ball that you chase around and mm-hmm. can kick slightly better than the other team. It means nothing. It shouldn't mean anything and you get dressed up to do it. And <laughs> there's so much money in it. It is ridiculous, it's, and I don't know. We'll be back next year. This will really, really help. But most of the time, it doesn't. Like Adelaide fell off a fucking cliff. Collingwood, were like we got so close, we'll come back next year. Didn't make the final. Mm. West Coast went out even before that. Like it is so hard to come back. We've got the cattle, yes. yeah. But everything has to go right. Absolutely. And you know, you might run into a team that plays on the MCG and is even better. And even if yeah. everything goes right, so. Like to get to the ground, I'm really, really glad that the Giants had an impact. We certainly won the internet in the lead up with the Twitter and stuff like that. But mm. 
and we got there and I'm because and that was one of the ways that I could actually watch it because there was no other well if we miss out you know something else has to happen we have to watch the next week mm. we watched it and we got smacked I wish it was close yeah. but even if it had been close perhaps that would have been worse because there would have been so much what ifs here there's no what ifs it's just nah. too good see you later next time yeah, I don't think that's, that's crossed yeah, it's that resigned attitude where oh fuck, we were just we were knowing you near good enough. Yeah, the day which is and which is just as bad, but different bad, different bad, different bad. Yeah, it's not as like oh fuck, if the you know the ball didn't bounce that way, we would have been right. It was just we were never in it. Yeah, but the interesting thing as well is even if you win, like winning, the good bit about winning is mainly the anticipation and the lead up. Like the glory, mm. the feel good bit lasts for about three days, and then everyone's thinking about all right, twenty twenty trade talk. Yeah, yeah, and that's why everyone comes back around again because the human condition that winning is never enough. Losing stays with you until you die, which is why it's actually, in theory, like I once said this after we lost a grand final where we'd gone the whole season undefeated and we lost a grand final to a team we'd beaten three times. And I mm. said to the coach, "Ah, oh, well, you know, the losing actually stays with you, so you you get the feeling for longer." And he looked mm. at me like he wanted to. Rip my fucking tits yeah. off. And so you probably yeah. should have, but like the yeah. losing stays with you. The winning washes away. But mm. just because you've lost doesn't mean you get a chance to win. Yeah, definitely. I mean the thing about the the um the human condition is everyone thinks it's just so desperate for a win. Everyone, all the time, in everything. Yep. Every facet yep. of life. And it's just such a big expression of it in sport. And and there's something really fanatical about it in AFL. Like, I don't know what's wrong with Melbourne people, but it is really <laughs> like their lives are dependent on it. It's amazing. It's quite extraordinary to watch. Yeah. Anyway, we don't want to go too long because that'll do. There's just the two yeah. of us and otherwise we'll burst into tears and <laughs> on everyone's shoulders. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for going down. Thank you very much for standing up tonight. Is do you have any? Is there yeah. any more for any more? This is not the oh, season yeah, there review. Is. We'll be back for the season review. Yeah. I just had one thing. I, I'm really feeling yes. really this is this is serious for Toby today and tonight yes. and, and this week. Yep. Like you know, if you want an insight into that that uh him as a human, um yep. you would learn a lot about him this late last week with his mum. Firstly the closest of him to his mum, um and how much she loves him, and uh, and the people that really know him, how much they love him, and um, that to, for it to come out today about his dad apparently headbutting a female policewoman, and the dad being someone yeah. he's been estranged from for best part of twenty years, um, and the dad, and then the media well, trying to, yeah, and the media trying to amp it up even more and. And you know, everyone's saying, "Oh, the apple doesn't fall from the tree, far from the tree," and all this shit. Like, the, there's got to be a bit of decency to lay off the, the kid a bit, I reckon. And hopefully, the, no, the there people doesn't. The Giants, there, ha- there should be. Yeah, but there won't. Be, there should be. But there, I'm but just hoping. Isn't. I'm just hoping there's good people at the Giants that can uh, really help him because it's going to be a difficult time. So, Sparrow, I don't think you have to hope. Yeah, no, that, and that's I think that's thing, why he that's loves the, the club about, so much. That's the thing about the Giants. Yeah, yeah. like bigger than a club, mate. Um, yeah. Don't hope there are good people. Most of them, all of them, are his teammates. Yep. And they'll be around him, and the rest of the club will be around him, and the supporters will be around him as well, if yeah. and when he needs us. There's your slot, Tobes. Yeah. Get on the podcast.
Um, well, actually, I suppose the the next the next pod that we're all be looking forward to. There's maybe a little tiny bit of a break because uh, some of us are going to be overseas for a little while, but we'll see whether or not it's worthwhile. But we've got two squinners who are going to the Kevin Sheedy Medal. Uh, Sparrow, you'll be one of those. I think you're taking Growler with you. Is he's your Growler. date, isn't he? Growler's my yeah, date. So that'll be lovely. We want on the on the red carpet reports, exclusive interviews, and some hard hitting questions. All the answers, I guess. Well, I'll, this pod goes out on tomorrow morning, Monday. If anyone wants Sparrow and Growler to ask any giant if they've, after they've had a few beers, some questions, <laughs> never surrender. Doss, where were you on grandfather.com? <laughs> and we will get that done for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Have a lovely time. Yeah, mate. Will do. I'll uh, report in. We will talk later. I'm Needles. Never surrender. You're Sparrow. Never surrender. Sparrow, Grand Final Saturday, 11 past 10 a.m. Well, boys, we made it to the big dance. Incredible achievement given our short history and the injuries throughout 2019. But as Cogs muttered as he sucked in the big ones after his large dish effort on Wednesday, the belief has never waned and the galvanised spirit has seen a formidable force rise from the Canberra snow. For the final game of the season 2019, we once again go in as underdogs. That suits us just nicely. Richmond are deserved favourites. A strong unbeaten second half of the season, experience on the big stage, playing on their home ground, stars like Dusty, Basher, Cochin, Prestia and Lynch. Dion and Tom, along with Caddy, must be thanking their lucky stars that they got out of the basket's case sons into the behemoth that is Richmond, playing in a GF. Our boys are a different cut. They've all invested themselves in this club and travelled the highs and lows, the M4 each day, mostly starting from scratch out at Homebush, even Rudy Hill, done the hard yards at Blacktown Sports Ground and up the Cronulla Sand Dunes to get to this point. Watching Toby and Coggs with President Dave Matthews on the sideline in the dying stages against Collingwood was a beautiful moment in our club's history. You could feel how much it meant to the huddle looking on that that had been there from the start and see how much this team were willing to give to each other by the displays on the field. Mumford, Taranto, Davis, Hopper. Huge. They demanded victory from each other. That was a gallant effort and we're not expected to win today. No one expects us to reach the summit. We can see the peak but that's apparently good enough. Fuck that. How do we beat these guys? Same thing we've been doing. Manic pressure. Desperation at the contest. Belief in our great coach Leon's plan A. Belief in our structures in each other. We're a young but mature side. We've been burnt and have learnt from our losses. We seek redemption and will avenge our 2017 loss. Cochin, Dusty, Lynch, be prepared for a fucking brutal war. Our belief, our culture and a spirit I fucking love has led us here. We're about to witness destiny fulfilled. This is why we love the sport. This is why we love the Giants. Sit back and enjoy. Winking emoji. needles it's coco it's just gone 10 a.m in the morning dallas time on grand final day the bounce is at 11:30 p.m and grand final day seems a long and treacherous journey i'm just taking it one cliche at a time trying to stay focused but not overthinking it trying to stay switched on but at the same time switching off when appropriate 
trying to stay hydrated and definitely not eating any new foods except for the delicious orange cupcakes my wife has made and the beers that come in orange cans that I picked up yesterday. Feeling good, mate. The boys are up and about. What a year. What a journey. Never surrender. G'day, Squinters. Lorso here. Just riding my bike through Copenhagen in the rain at 6am. It's still dark. As I ride past all these dark apartments, these, think of the Danes, in their stylish minimalist bedrooms, in their stylish minimalist beds. Don't know what they're missing. What a season it's been. What a roller coaster. Jeremy Cameron with the Coleman. Shane Mumford winning the Coleman for most frees given away. Losing in Canberra in the snow a month or two ago. It all comes down to this and I know they say premierships are won in February. Turns out they're won in September. Never surrender. Afternoon, Squinters reporting from the MCG. Great afternoon for football. Sun's shining. Nerves are increasing as we are 23 minutes from the first bounce. Uh, few, few concerns over Phil Davis on the media at the moment. I'm a bit worried about, but um, I've got a good position and looking forward to a great, great afternoon of football.